0: Welcome to the Pet Photographers Club with your hosts Caitlin and Kirsty. Now on to the show.
1: Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Pet Photographers Club. Kirsty and I are here today with Chris Skinner from Journey Photography or journey photos, pardon me, and we're here with a member spotlight episode. So if you are listening to this, if we're on iTunes or Stitcher, otherwise listening to the audio, this is actually a video episode and we'll have examples of Chris's beautiful photography up on the screen. So if you're interested to watch, I always recommend watching the video episodes. I think it's more fun. You have to look at me and Kirstie, but other than that, I'm able to see everyone's faces. Um, so Chris Skinner is a brilliant photographer. She is one of our members and she's from Alaska. She has some really interesting projects that we're really keen to talk to her about. Um, but I think before we dive into your projects, Chris, maybe if you could just give everyone a brief overview about you know, who you are and your business, and then we'll dive in.
0: Um, I'm Chris Skinner. I live in Alaska. Um, lived up here for 17 years now originally from south Texas, um, grew up on a farm and worked in the vet's office, been around animals all my life. Um, and then, I don't know, five years ago, I started the journey photography. And And, is it
1: pet pet specific, the journey photography or
0: what? It is. It It is. is. When when I started, I just kind of wanted to do photography, but, um, I started because of my chocolate lab. I was taking pictures of him all the time and I just wanted to learn more and capture every little thing about him. And I did people pictures for friends and things like that and decided that that was not something that I wanted to do. So that's when I chose to just do dog photography.
1: Yeah. Beautiful. And what's, what's the story behind the name journey photography?
0: Is there <laughs> yeah, I'm trying not to get emotional. Um, okay. So the journey photography started, um, I got really ill with a disease, an autoimmune disease. And um, my life changed quite a bit. I had to quit my job, sell my business. I, I owned a company, uh, sold my business, went to work for the people I sold it for, um, and still was having problems. So I ended up having to quit altogether. And um, along the way, the doctor had um, talked to me about getting a service dog to help with alert my blood sugars. So I was a little skeptical at first because I wasn't sure, you know, how to do it or what was going on or how it would you know, change my life. Um, and then I got Cooper and we went through some intense training and he learned to detect my blood sugars and alert me when they were high or low. Um, and it kind of started a new journey, I guess. So I named it The Journey of Photography because it was my journey. I started the journey with Cooper.
1: Oh, that's so beautiful. Oh, is, that, is that Cooper that we've got in that photo of you up on the screen at the moment?
0: Yes. He's the chocolate lab that's everywhere on my Facebook page or on my website.
1: <laughs> I love that. So, I did
0: a blog about him. There's actually a blog on my uh, website about our journey together and some pictures of him. But yeah, that's him.
2: Um, if mind, so, um, sorry. If you don't mind, Chris, we might pop a link to that um, in the Facebook group so that others can have a look. Um, if that's okay with you, then. Yes, that's fine. Beautiful.
1: Um, so, talk to me about before we dive into your projects. So, you started. Journey photography about five years ago. Did you, you know, know straight off the bat that you wanted to be a professional pet photographer? Were you getting clients straight away? What was that journey <laughs> um like for you when you were first diving into pet photography?
0: Well, um, when I first started, it was something that I wanted to do. Um, I didn't know anything. I kind of went to the University of YouTube, I call it, to <laughs> the basics of everything. Um, And I knew then that I wanted to do, um, photography for myself, but also for others. Um, my very first thing I did was, uh, did photography for the local, uh, animal shelter to try to help get dogs, um, um, adopted, um, to show them in a better light than just iPhone pictures that they take. So that was my very first, um. Jump into photography, I guess,
2: okay.
0: um, and then I started a project called the Scarf Project, Safe and Cozy Animal Rescue Friends, that was a fundraiser that I do every fall um, that raises money for the local rescues here in my my uh, borough or area. Um, and from there is when actually people start saying, "Hey, would you, you know, take some pictures for me of my dog?" Um, so then that's when I started doing uh, sessions for clients. Right, right.
2: Um, Chris. You mentioned before that you have a um, or well, you owned a company before. So I, I imagine that you um, had a bit of a head start in that sense. Um, when this actually became a business that you had some
0: understanding of, of um, business, is that right? I would like to say that yes, but it's a completely different type of business. Um, mm-hmm. before I owned a mortgage company, so I did home loans for folks, and it was huge. It was one of those things that people, when I first moved up here, they said, oh, you you know, you're a newbie. They call us chachakas and the new people in Alaska. Newbie, <laughs> you know, so um, I worked really, really hard, um, spent way too much time working, stress, things like that, which is probably part of the reason that um, I ended up with the medical issues I did. But however, um, it was a different type of business um uh, so i've had to kind of relearn how to run businesses based on where i don't have any employees right now um you know and it's it's completely different market marketing wasn't something that we had to do because i worked so closely with realtors um mm-hmm. and they you know we i marketed with, through them and then yeah, this right. is something where i have to market myself which i'm mm-hmm. not very good at doing so uh, the business side of things is a little bit more complicated for me okay i just want to take pictures you know
2: <laughs> well and you know what you do a very good job of that because your work is absolutely beautiful and especially if you think if you're saying you learned from uh youtube you know oh my goodness your work is absolutely that's inspiring
0: I, yeah that's where i started i can't say that that's, that's where i got my beginning and then when i decided i wanted to do it and get more serious about it I reached out to uh, a couple of different photographers, uh, took some of their courses. Um, I had Charlotte Reeves, I did her real shoots. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal course, I love the course, it helped me so much, and she was so much fun. Um, she- I, did some, I did some stuff through Nicole Begley at the Hair of the Dog. Um, mm-hmm. And then in two, 2017, uh, I had Claudio Piccoli and Elisa Zim- Zimzlowski come mm-hmm. over um, and they taught me a few things. Um, and then Alicia's been coming back every summer since, and she's kind of been my mentor. So I have yeah, to say okay. we're
2: quite a mentor. <laughs> yeah. what, some, then, all yeah. four of those amazing mentors. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely have a good Craig, eye. Craig Bullock
0: from New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did some of his courses with him. And I think he is the one that I really got the, connection with of uh, being yourself and, mm-hmm. and putting yourself out there and so that was kind of a different side of the photography that I learned quite a bit from you know personal projects I think are very important and Craig does too so I think that's why that course was so well for me so mm. it was all YouTube Which,
2: <laughs> but well <laughs> definitely not with that amazing list of mentors they're fantastic and actually you can now that you've said that, I can see, um, you know, like you have a whole gallery for working and sporting dogs, um, which makes sense. You had, um, Cla- you're working with Claudio and Alicia as well. Um, yeah, beautiful. Most of, the,
0: most of the sporting ones were done before Claudio came over. Okay. Action was something that I really, really wanted to do, and I really studied that from the very beginning. Um, and then, so a lot of that was done before Claudio came. And then he came and taught me a few more things that that really helped me um, get better, I should say.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You um you mentioned there, Chris. I'm just going to bring up your action ones quickly because who doesn't love action um, dogs? But you mentioned that Chris the importance of personal projects to you, which I think you've segued lovely, lovely for us. Um, let me. Is this Cooper? That's Cooper. The Oh, it's so beautiful. Um, Oh, goodness. Oh, these are fantastic.
0: That's Cooper.
1: Oh, I love this.
0: uh, That's Cooper by the Glacier.
1: Gorgeous. Sorry, I've just got
0: distracted.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: You mentioned the importance of personal projects to you and um, how Craig really drove that home so I think that's a lovely little segue into sorry um the I know you've got two really special photography series that you're working on that I am your constant in the chaos and I am your calm in the storm which are about honoring service dogs and the work of service dog um given that I guess you've got Cooper who's your service dog that it makes sense to me that that would be a project they want to explore can you tell us a little bit about them and what you're doing working on those projects
0: okay i'll try to do it without getting emotional Yeah, that's all right i haven't released a lot of the project yet because <coughs> it's i want this to be a series that i yeah. publish. you know i've thought about even i've had people want to publish it i've had people you know come to me and i'm like it's like no i'm not ready yet i'm not ready yet because um, one of the things that I enjoy is writing poetry and I thought that I wanted to possibly put them in a book and maybe mm-hmm. write some stories to go with them so i love I, that I haven't released a lot of them yet so i'll bring I'll bring the two that you sent in um,
1: I'll bring those up on the screen but yeah if you want to and then I have a little bit of a backstory into uh, how you started and what you're working on
0: Um, well, I wanted to do a project that, you know, I I had mentioned the scarf project and that was something that did fulfill me, but there was still quite a bit missing. Um, so I, it's kind of one of those things. I think that personal projects, you really have to, you, there's a saying, I went to the woods to lose my mind to find myself. Yeah. So, um, I think that it's real important for people to get out of their mind. And to do to get away from everything that everybody expects from you
1: Mm -hmm. um,
0: and stop trying to be what people um, might expect you to be. So lose just lose that out of your mind and then just soul search and find what it is that really sets you on fire. And that's what I did. So I kind of decided that I wanted to do a project for service dogs because what Cooper has done for me. And a lot of the people that we trained with, you know, we had to go through and, and they were training when we were training and they have graduated and gone on and, and they make fabulous teams and just to see them work and see these dogs do these amazing things. Um, so it's not just about my dog, but it's about all of the other dogs that, um, so it was real important to me to come up with a way to tell the story in, a, in an image. So mm-hmm. I put a lot of thought into it and, Having a disability, um, it's one of those things where every day for most people um, can become a challenge or become chaos for those of us who have disabilities. And it's easy for me to say this because I once didn't have one and I was, you know, I was in the Marine Corps, I was on all sports, I was just a go-getter, I, and then all of a sudden I wasn't. So those things that were everyday things to me started to become more challenging. They became chaos um going to the grocery store things just weren't the same um but the one constant that i had that i knew that i could depend on was Cooper you know because if if i were to have a, an episode and fall down in, in the grocery store and an ambulance comes you know things like that, that that could happen and then going to a situation where you have a dog that tells you hey Mom, you need to take your meds. You need to sit down. You need to get to a safe space. Those are all things that was the constant instead of going on to a point where you're, you know, laying on the ground and people are trying to give you mouth to mouth that you're like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was the storyline that I wanted to go with. So I had to come up with a way to um, tell that story through images as best I could. Mm-hmm. So when I chose to use a slow shutter speed. So it'll capture the motion around the people, around the subjects, the dog and the person. And that's the chaos that the slow shutter speed of the movement represents the chaos. And these dogs are so phenomenally trained to focus on their handlers that I was able to pull it off because they're so focused that they'll hold still long enough for me to take you know, a long exposure, Not, it's not real long, but long enough to to capture it. So that's the story um, with the I'm Your Constant in the Chaos. Um, so,
1: Chris, are these photos? So, this one that I've got up on the screen now, which is of a, a service dog with his paw on his um, handler's knee. Um, she's in a wheelchair, and then you can see everyone with the long exposure just blurred moving past. Yeah. So is that one shot? Yes, that's still is. That's amazing. Yeah, um, that is such a beautiful image and just the story aside te- technically um I find it really incredible that the dog is that still and that focused. I've done long exposure shots in this vein before, but I had to do multiple um images because the dogs just weren't staying that still. So this is that's mm-hmm. Such a cool concept. I absolutely love it. So how long have you been working on
0: um, on this project? That picture I took two years ago. That okay. was the first picture that I did. Um, and that's when I started the project, got the idea. And I've been busy with private sessions or mm-hmm. private sessions. And so it's been very difficult to, plus learning and, and many other things, I haven't been working on my project as much as I would have liked, um, and now I'm at a point where I want to focus on that on the projects more than um, than I have been. So um, it's been a long it's been a long project. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Chris, um, how are you going about finding these people to photograph? Um, are they people that you know, like you mentioned before, um, that you know people who went through the training with you and Cooper? Um, is that how you're finding who to include in the project, or yes. what's happening? Yeah, uh,
0: basically, um, some of the folks were uh, some of the folks that I've on my to do the photographs or I've done photographs with were people that I either knew from my training or I've reached out to the trainers that helped train Cooper and I. Um, and there's also a service dog uh, trainer um, up in, in Anchorage that I've touched base with um, the, the one of the, the dog with the man uh, that that's a military. Uh, this one is not military. It is PTSD dog, but this is a military uh, gentleman. And um, because I'm, Prior military, my husband's retired military. I kind of have a connection and, and really wanted to tell their story. Um, so he worked with me on this one. And the one that I haven't released yet, If I wish I knew how to send it to you. I kind of wanted to show you. Because I did a little bit more than just the slow shutter speed on that one. But on this particular uh, image, because he's military, in his hands, he's holding his military dog tags. Mm-hmm. And that's the chaos because of he was in the war and things of that sort. So I used, because it was the military, I used his dog tags to be the constant to show that that was where it came from. Oh,
1: and you've got the slow shutter speed of the dog tags. um, Moving through the frame, that looks beautiful. I hadn't um, noticed, I love the subtlety of that. Yeah. So in all of the images, um, are you having that slow shutter speed?
0: Yes. In all
1: the images in that project, right?
0: Yeah. And in this one, I did it a little bit different because I used the strobe strobe effect where Mm -hmm. you have a long shutter but the the flash goes off three or four times during that short period. Um, Mm -hmm. It gave a little bit more definition. Of course, I did enhance the blur a little bit and uh, things of that sort on this one. This one, he did have a little, he was moving his head a little bit, but I actually added the ghosting effect on the left mm-hmm. him looking off to the side.
2: I love
1: this. Is this a, oh, this is the same guy as yes. the previous, the black and white one, so this is another military um, service dog. This is beautiful as well. So how is, I know you've got the other project that, is That you've just
0: started working on? What's the difference? Yeah. Um, the I'm Your Calm in the Storm is actually going to be taking in um, the same concept. The calm is the dog, um, always the service dog. In the storm, what I'm using, I'm actually going to, with this series, it's going to be stormy skies. So they're all done outside, they're all done um, with the Alaska landscape, and then the skies are going to be, you know, we'll go out on nights where there's cloudiness or, you know, and that's going to be the story behind that one. So the dog and the, the handler are together um, and there will possibly even be some slow shutter speed in there. If I can pull it off, mm-hmm. um, it'll depend. Um, but the storm, the calm and the storm, the dog's going to be the calm. The storm is going to, of course, be the skies and it's going to be the beautiful Alaska scenery. So. Gee, Chris,
2: your um, uh, creativity is definitely coming through in these two series, series for sure. Um, I mean, to be able to think outside the box of a way to represent, um, you know, how you're feeling and how the other subjects are feeling, um, super inspiring, that creativity. But also, you know, you can really see in those images that it's your... It's it's um, something very very close to your heart as well, and I think that makes that comes through in the images, which makes them so powerful. Um, you must be, or you should be, very proud of this series of images. I mean, what an impact they can have! Um, if only you know, at least for the people in them, um, I'm sure, and for other people who can who can relate. I hope so. I hope. Probably it help other people who maybe can't relate, um, try to understand, understand as well. Um, could be a huge thing as well. I mean, wow, what an amazing project, Chris.
0: Thank you. And that's hopefully what I'm doing is I'm touching uh, not only the people in the picture, but the people looking at the images. Um, here in the States, this is meant to be kind of an education and awareness type project as well. Mm-hmm. Um, One of the things that we have a a big issue with here in the States are people that are taking their pets and putting on vests and calling them sort of stocks and taking them in stores. And, and it causes a lot of problems for those who have highly trained dogs, um, to have dogs barking and lunging. And I mean, it's, it's a huge thing. Um, and also educate to bring awareness that people, disabilities aren't always visible. Yeah. So to uh, kind of respect um, that and understand that um, and not distract the dog, don't pet the dog. Um, so there's there's a whole lot of emotion and a lot of s- s- things that go with this project. So I'm hoping that I can put it all together and um, get it out there for to maybe change some lives. So.
2: And how would you like to see it um, out there? Because you mentioned before you've
0: had some interest in maybe making, did you say a book? Yeah, I've had some. I I would love to do a book. I don't know anything about a book. I don't know if it's even a, it's either one of these projects or book worthy. Um, but, I think that. Uh, a I book think great. Great. Um, I've had some people contact me wanting to run a story on it. Publish them, and I'm like, "Mm, not yet, because I don't know what I'm going to do with them. I want to make sure whatever I do with them is going to make be the biggest benefit for everybody to tell the story, to feel the story, to understand the story.
2: You know, Uh, something you have to decide
0: that at the beginning
2: of the project, though. Like you haven't, you know, as, as you keep shooting and and the images, the collection gets larger and larger. Um, you'll start to see it, I think, and, and other people will give you the ideas and everything as well and, and you'll turn into something that's yours and something really powerful, I have no doubt. I hope so.
1: How many of these sessions have you done, Chris? Um, so far I've done six. And do you have an idea of how many you okay. want to do or? I, don't, um, I feel like you're beating yourself up that it's a long-term project, but I don't think that's a bad thing either um, I think it's a I mean it's lovely that you you're wanting to focus on it now and I kind of feel like this is the year that we're all uh looking at what our priorities are particularly when it comes to what sure. we spend our time doing so it doesn't surprise me that you have going actually I want to really focus on this um, but yeah I think it's it'll be a lovely thing for you to be doing you know into the future as
0: well yeah, I want to finish the. Const, I'm your constant in the chaos. Um, mm-hmm. Start, start doing some shoots with the. I'm your calm in the storm. Uh, in between time, so kind of that they will overlap. Um, I just need to get out there and do it. And I think that during quarantine, you know, you really had time to sit and think. Gosh, what am I doing? Where am I going? What, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just realized I'm like, you know, that's the thing that drives me. That that mm-hmm. that's where my passion is, and I really need to focus on. Um, on the projects more. Um, so that's what I plan on doing once once everything gets a little bit back to normal.
1: If you um, haven't connected with another member of the club is Jack Jackson. We interviewed him yes, I think about a month ago and he's also doing a, a, a personal project that's very close to his heart um, but it would be interesting for the two of you to connect just to... Mm-hmm. See what what there is. I love that we're interviewing more photographers who are doing these personal projects that aren't just about a marketing strategy mm. or, or bring clients into the door. Obviously, you know we love those sorts of projects as well. But it's really inspiring to chat to people who are doing it for the love of the cause or for the love of the art. It's 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 fantastic. But yeah, be interested. You know, there's so many different directions. <laughs>
2: right. so
1: Directions that you could go with this, like exhibitions. I love the poetry idea. Um, so yeah, I'm so excited to see where this all goes, and I would love when you're ready to share more of it. If you share it in the um, mastermind group, I think everyone will to see these images. They're so powerful.
0: I will. I'd love to. Thank you. Yeah, I, I think that everybody needs to find that passion in them. They need to do personal projects because it, it's it becomes not just taking pictures Mm -hmm. it it's it tells stories it fulfills you and and I'm I absolutely adore Jack's project I was like wow that's fantastic you know um so I I think that everybody needs to do that I think that they need to in the world of photography right now we see a lot of photographers being photographers and that's kind of what I got hung up on um and doing sessions of course we all want to make money but you know, there's a time where you have to put your love into it too, or your, your passion into it. Um, and it sets you, to me, it's different. It's me. Um, because you see so many photographers now that are so many photographs that look exactly like a photograph somebody else took. I mean, it's so easy to get caught up in, in all of that. Um, so it was just my way to step aside from all of that and and just be me. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and your beautiful photographs today, Chris. We really, really appreciate it. We will have um, links to Chris's website and socials and all of that for the stuff on the show notes. This is Season 7, Episode 7. Yeah, thank you so much, Chris. Really appreciate your time.
0: I appreciate your time. I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much. Thanks, Thanks, Chris. Bye. Bye. Bye.